Welcome to this week's episode of In the Master's Workshop. This week, I want to spend some time with you looking at the idea of discipleship. What is discipleship? It's largely a church word, but you'll occasionally hear it in secular circles. Of course, our focus today is on what it means in our relation in relation to our relationship with Jesus. With that brief introduction, let's pause for a word of prayer before we jump into God's Word and ask Him to open our hearts and minds to His Word and to help us not just be hearers of the Word, but be people who are constantly being changed and shaped by His Word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to pause right now before we even attempt to get into your word, and we want to ask that you would open our hearts and minds. Illuminate our minds and our hearts, and help us to hear and to understand. But Lord, beyond that, help us not just to be hearers of your word, but to be doers as well. Help us to take what we're learning and to apply it to the way we live our lives every day. And so as we look at this idea of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, would you guide us into your truth? And we ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let me mention as we begin this episode, if you're listening at home and you're able to follow along in your Bible, I'll try to give you ample time to to get to the passage so that you can follow along with us. If you're unable to follow along right now, maybe you're listening in the car or whatever it might be, I will list the passages in the episode description where you can look at them later if you'd like to do that. I would highly encourage you to get into the to these passages in your your personal study at some point. I have always told people, always check up on what the preacher or teacher is telling you. Never, never just take their word for it. We could be wrong about something. So see it for yourself and let the Holy Spirit guide you into his truth. Now, let's get into the study. I read something this week that really caught my attention and it got me to thinking. It was an an excerpt from an interview with the entertainer, uh, comedian, talk show host, game show host, Steve Harvey. Many of you, I'm sure, will be f- familiar with him. But this quote from Steve Harvey really, really stuck in my mind. And, and when it comes to discipleship, I thought it was very, uh, very telling and would maybe help us kind of introduce this idea. Listen to what Steve Harvey said. He said, I'm a Christian, but I'm really undeveloped. I don't have high-level Christianity. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm like a 2. That's the level of Christianity I can work on. So let let that sink in for a minute. He he says of himself, I'm really undeveloped. I don't have high-level Christianity. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm like a 2. 
Now, some of you, your initial reaction might be to to say, yeah, I can identify with Steve. I feel the same way. I hope not, uh, but I feel, but maybe that is where you feel like you're at. I want to ask you a straightforward question as we get started in this study. Do you really think Jesus is okay with that? Are you comfortable with that? I can assure you that God's word is not okay with it. What Steve, who's a funny, funny guy, what he's describing is a total lack of discipleship in his life. When I say discipleship, what what do I mean? What am I referring to? I found a great description on Grace Theological Seminary's website as I was researching this subject. Listen to how they describe discipleship. So what is discipleship according to the Bible? The word for discipleship is a learner who follows a master teacher. In contrast to our Western era, learning in Jesus' time was very relational and holistic. Discipleship meant much more than just the transfer of information. It referred to imitating the teacher's life, inculcating his values, and reproducing his teachings. I loved that description because it helps us understand that discipleship really was about taking on the mantle of your teacher and and trying to become like him, trying to learn from him. And Christian discipleship implies a relationship with the master teacher. It implies following him and adhering to their way of life and allowing their teachings and their views to shape your worldview. Jesus' expectation for his followers was clear, and it was that we would become more and more like himself. I thought that was helpful in explaining what discipleship is, in a Christian sense, really it is. Uh, A silly way, but a fun way. You, You know the way my mind works a, a good description is, I want you to think about Karate Kid as a way of illustrate, illustrating this. If you remember in the Karate Kid, uh, Danielson, back in the original version, back in the 80s or whenever it was, Danielson takes, like, he comes under the, the tutelage and the, the, the leadership or the teaching of Mr. Miyagi. And... Mr. Miyagi has him doing all these things to learn not only uh, the the art form of karate, but the mental aspect of, of what should be involved. And he has, you know, Danielson out there doing all these uh, all these things. You know, he's painting the fence and he's he's waxing the car and wax on, wax off. You remember that? And he was learning from Mr. Miyagi how to not just physically do karate, but how to how to be someone uh, that was like his teacher. And that's that's a great way with that in mind of thinking about 
what Christian discipleship is. It's it's about becoming like our master. It's about learning from Jesus, learning from the things that he teaches, and and becoming like him. As we look at the scriptures and, and as we learn from the scriptures, there are some things that are clear that authentic discipleship of Jesus requires. And you're going to hear that phrase from me a lot if you continue to listen to this podcast. When I talk about being, I'll talk about being an authentic follower of Jesus or an authentic disciple of Christ. And there are some things that go along with that. You know, not everyone who, who, takes the name Christian or proclaims himself to be Christian, a, a Christian is an authentic follower of Jesus. And so what are some of those things that, it, that are required for discipleship? If we're going to begin to follow Jesus, what are some of the, some of the things that are required? First, I would point out to you that to be an authentic disciple of Jesus, we must be fully surrendered to the Lordship of Christ. We must be fully surrendered to the Lordship of Christ. I want to point your attention in the scriptures to Matthew chapter 16. We're going to look at verses 24 through 27 and see what the scripture tells us here in this passage about being surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus. Matthew 16, beginning at verse 24, reading through verse 27, and this is from the New Living Translation. Verse 24 begins, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul. Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in in the glory of his Father and will judge people according to their deeds. Go back again. Listen again to the words of verse 24. If any of you wants to be my follower... You must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. Verse 25, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Surrendering to the Lordship of Christ is the first step in our discipleship journey. It's where it all begins. You cannot become a genuine, authentic disciple of Jesus until you come to a place where you are willing to surrender control of your life to Jesus, period. You you need to pause right here and really think about this. 
It sounds elementary, I know. But when you really stop and evaluate your day-to-day life, how much control does the Holy Spirit really have? For example, who chooses how you will spend your time? Who decides how you'll spend your money? Ooh, now now he's hitting close to home as he's talking about our pocketbook. I can't stop too long on this point because there's so much more we need to learn about this subject, but this is something we're certainly going to come back to in the very near future because I believe that this has been the single greatest misunderstanding of the modern church. We think that we can follow Jesus without actually following Jesus. I read uh, one writer that, that said this, and I thought it was so, so powerful. Trevin Wax, in his book, The Thrill of Orthodoxy, says this, When we say we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, we need to remember what happened to the hands and feet of Jesus. You remember what happened to the hands and feet of Jesus? They all received nails, didn't they? As he was nailed to the cross. Discipleship, following Jesus, taking on his life, laying down our own life for him, is going to require cost. It cost Jesus his life. Being, being Jesus meant he had to lay his life down. His hands and his feet took the nails for you and for me. And if we're going to be disciples of Jesus, if we're going to follow the ways of Jesus, we're going, it's going to cost us something. We're going to have to lay some things down. We're going to have to, we're going to have to take some, some punishment along the way, so to speak, if we're going to actually follow him. I'm not sure exactly how this absurd idea of costless discipleship took such deep root in the modern church. I can't historically look back at it and detail for you exactly how it happened in our modern Western Christianity, but I can certainly tell you who the source of it is. I can certainly tell you that the that where we're at in the church today and, and where we're at in the Western culture, uh, Western Christianity, I can certainly tell you how, like, who's the source of us being where we're at, and that's the enemy. Let me state this as clearly as I can. As, I want to say it as clearly as I know how. You cannot be a disciple of Jesus when you still sit on the throne of your own heart. I'm going to repeat that. Because you, if you're going to be serious about be, becoming a disciple of Jesus or growing in your discipleship and, and doing the opposite of what Steve Hardy, Harvey described, remember he described himself as being undeveloped. If you one have a different testimony than what than what Steve has you're going to have to understand right at the outset of this 
of this study that you cannot be a disciple of Jesus while you are still sitting on the throne of your own heart. You need to understand that being a disciple of Jesus means you must be fully surrendered to the Lordship of Christ. Now, I understand that, that that's a process, and the Lord works on us, bringing us to that place of surrender, and that is part of that process of discipleship. But as long as you're sitting back and thinking, you know what, I love Jesus, and I'm thankful that he died on the cross for me, and I, I want to go to heaven someday when I die, but I'm just not ready to fully give my life to him. I, there's, there's things I don't want to give up. There's things that I don't, that I don't want to do. It's just the cost is too much. You're, you can't be a disciple of Jesus on those terms. I know that that is countercultural in the church today. I know that there are so many people that believe that they are, that they're Christians and that they're followers of Jesus, yet they make all their own decisions they do things the way they want to do them, giving little, if any, regard to what Jesus is calling them to do. They're still, they're still in control of their own life, and you cannot be a disciple of Jesus on those terms. You remember many of us, if not all of us, all of you that are listening have probably watched at least some part of the the series on on tv now the chosen and it's amazing to me when you see jesus calling the disciples like you know i think of andrew and and peter and they're like right at the end of a horrible night of fishing and not catching anything and jesus calls causes that miraculous catch of fish and then he calls the disciples right then to, to drop their nets and to leave their boat, and to leave this huge catch of fish, and to follow him. There was a cost related to it. Also in that series, which this is goes beyond the scripture, but in the series it's, it's so poignant as Jesus is talking to Nicodemus on the roof of, of a friend's house and and. Nicodemus just wasn't quite ready to pay the price to 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 be a follower to to be a disciple of Jesus the way the other disciples were and and he missed out on that opportunity. I think there are so many people in in our era in our time in the in in western Christianity where we have we've bought into this idea that that comes from the enemy that we can be a, a a, a Christian that we can be a disciple of Jesus and still rule over our own lives. We can still have our lifestyle and his salvation and that's just not what the scripture teaches. Jesus said if you try to hang on to your own life, you will lose it. You can't have your own way and have me as essentially what Jesus told us in that passage of Matthew. And so you need to understand as we begin this study that if you want to genuine if you genuinely want to grow in your relationship with Jesus, if you want to grow in your discipleship journey, you're gonna have to first come to 
to terms with this question, am I fully surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? That's the first question that you're going to have to answer. The next thing I wanted us to think about together is to be an authentic disciple of Jesus and and to grow in our discipleship journey, we must also be willing to commit to to being fully trained in the ways of Jesus. To be fully trained in the ways of Jesus. I want to point you to another passage of Scripture. It's in Luke chapter 6. And in this passage, again, we're we're reading the words of Jesus, and he is he's kind of laying down for us, laying out for us what it means to be a follower of his, to be a student of his. And the the verses, the two verses I want to read for for you are found in Luke chapter six. It's verses thirty nine and forty. And listen to what Jesus says in these two verses. Luke 6, 6, verses 39 and 40. Then Jesus gave the following illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into a ditch? Let me pause right there. It seems like that's kind of a strange thing for Jesus to say. But listen to how he follows that up. In, in the next statement, in verse 40. Students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. Listen to that last phrase again in verse 40. But the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. Um, several years ago, of course, I was a, a pastor for many years, but it, there were there were some times there where I had secular jobs as well. And for a time, I was a, a sheet metal apprentice in the the sheet metal program with the sheet metal workers union. And I remember uh, working with the different journeymen. And trying to learn as much as I could, not only did I go to the apprenticeship hall and have to take classes and learn from the instructors and and work on projects and learn how to do different things, but then when we would go out on jobs, we I worked for a company that did architectural sheet metal, which means we did build generally did building exteriors, metal exteriors like walls and and roofs and and different things like that. And and part of the, the whole intention of the apprenticeship was that we would learn how to, to be fully trained journeyman sheet metal workers so that we would know everything that we needed to know to be able to, to go out and be a journeyman sheet metal worker and, and do the work uh, that needed to be done. I remember in that process, I worked with several different several different journeymen and I remember you know at some point I was doing really well in the class and doing really well in the program and they came to me one day and told me that they were getting ready to to send me with Ned now I wish you could could meet I wish you could meet Ned because Ned was uh 
I'll be honest with you, at the beginning, Ned was terrifying. Um, Ned was nearing retirement. In fact, while I was his apprentice working with him, he did retire. And so I was I was rounding out Ned's career as a journeyman. And the, the thing that scared me uh, about going to work for Ned is that, like, Ned, going to work with Ned was where sheet metal apprentices went to die. <laughs> and what I mean is, I think, like, the last three apprentices that went to went to work for Ned or to be trained by Ned quit. I mean, they they quit the company and they like dropped out of the apprenticeship program and like that was it. Ned was a tough customer. I mean, he knew his stuff frontwards and backwards. He had had so many years of experience and he was just there. There were no frills. Uh, it was it was he was a hard man to please and. I I was scared to death because I thought they're putting me with Ned because they they just want to get rid of me. I wasn't sure what the motivation was, but at the beginning, Ned and I had some run-ins. Like we had the you know there was a battle of wills going on there a little bit. But I finally came to the point point and the place where I just said, you know what, I have I had some construction experience at that point. I was not a young guy. By that time, I was in my thirties. And I had built houses and and done that kind of thing for years. And and so I thought I knew what I was doing. But Ned wanted me to be a blank slate. And so what I I finally had to do is I had to just, I had to just kind of submit myself to just doing what Ned told me to do, even if I questioned it or even if I thought he was getting ready to make a mistake. And I had to just do what he said to do and listen to him and let him be let him be the teacher and me be the student. And Ned and I ended up having a really good relationship. And he was so good to me in those last few months leading up to his um to his retirement. But the goal of that apprenticeship was not for me to become Ned. The goal of the apprenticeship was for me to learn as much as I could, as much as I possibly could for him. The goal was for me to become a fully trained architectural sheet metal uh, worker. That was the goal. Now, I say that because it's important to understand, yes, we, we talk about, in in Christianity, we talk about becoming becoming like Jesus. The goal is not that we become Jesus. There's only one Jesus. There's only one that has ever lived a sinless and perfect life. There only ever will be one. We're not trying to become him. We're trying to learn from him and to become fully trained in what it means to live like Jesus. We're not trying to be perfect. I, you know, no matter how hard I work to learn from Ned, I, I was never going to be Ned. I was always going to just be Matt, but I was going to be Matt who was fully trained to be an architectural sheet metal worker for himself. Are you, are you following me? The goal of discipleship is to learn to do the work that Jesus did 
and to live the kind of life that Jesus lived in the Spirit and in the manner in which he did it. Did you catch that? The goal of discipleship is to learn to do the work that Jesus did and to live the kind of life that Jesus lived and to do so in the spirit and in the manner in which he did it. That reminds me of a mission statement that we developed at one of the churches that I pastored many, many years ago. That The mission statement that we developed uh, that I can still picture putting out on the church signs was this, continuing Christ's work until his return. That's what the goal of discipleship is, is that we could continue the work of Jesus until he returns. Discipleship is in many ways, it's an apprenticeship program for the work that God has called us to. And the the goal that Jesus has for us is that we would become fully trained disciples of him. That in any given situation, in any given moment, we would know how to do or what Jesus would do and to, to live after his example. And that idea ties right in with the the last point I want to make in this episode, and that is this, being a disciple of Jesus means being fully committed to the Great Commission, to evangelism and teaching. Being a disciple of Jesus, I always like to repeat these points because I want to, to make sure that you get them. Being a disciple of Jesus, if we're going to grow in our discipleship journey, it's, it's going to mean that we are fully committed to the Great Commission, to evangelism, and to teaching. The, the last passage of Scripture that I want to point your attention to in this episode is in Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, I'm going to read to you in just a moment, verses 16 through 20. Because as Matthew wraps up his gospel, he records this encounter that the disciples had with our resurrected Lord. Listen, beginning at verse 16. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples. Now listen to his words. Listen closely. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. 
I love how Matthew ends his gospel. He, that's literally how the gospel ends. Matthew lets the thing that we are left with be the thing that Jesus left us to do. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's the evangelism part that I that I just mentioned a while ago. But then he also tells us to teach those new disciples what it means to follow Jesus as his disciples. He said in verse 20, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. Sounds simple enough, right? It must not be, because largely we, the church, are pretty terrible at it today, at least in our Western culture. Can I remind you as we wrap this episode up, Jesus left us very, very clear instructions. If we're going to call ourselves followers of Jesus, disciples of Christ. It's time to start doing what disciples do. What do disciples do? Disciples do what their master teaches them to do. And what did Jesus teach us to do? He taught us that if we're going to be his disciples, we're going to have to lay our, our lives at his feet as a living sacrifice. We're going to have to We're going to have to give up our own way, as Jesus said in the passage we read earlier. We're going to have to give up our own way. We're going to have to lay our lives down, and we're going to have to surrender ourselves. We're going to have to take up our cross and follow him. But not only did he tell us that, he he told us that we're going to have to submit ourselves fully to the full training of the Holy Spirit, we're going to have to be willing to be fully trained in the ways of Jesus. Now that, it sounds simple to say, but how many of you that have walked with the Lord for years say, like me, would have to admit, I'm not even close to be being fully trained to be like Jesus. I know I have a long way to go, And I'm sure most of you that are listening would agree that you have a long way to go as well. But if we're going to take new ground in our discipleship journey, it's it's going to be because we have submitted ourselves to being fully trained by the Word of God and by the Holy Spirit in the ways of Christ. And then the other part... The other thing that Jesus teaches us about being his disciple is that we're going to have to be fully committed to the work he called us to. We we call it in the church the Great Commission. It's the, the task, the responsibility that Jesus left us with as a church, as the body, as his body. And that's that we would go into all the world and make disciples, and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, of the Holy Spirit. And on top of that, along with that, we have to be willing to teach others 
all the things that Jesus commanded us to do. And that's what this podcast is really all about. My, my life's work has been to teach people what it means to follow Jesus. Now, I've, I'll be the first to admit I've done it imperfectly. I, I have not been the model uh, at all times that I should have been. But I, it's the hunger of my heart today to not only grow in my my discipleship journey, but to help you do it as well. And I believe that's part of that great commission. That's part of that job, that responsibility that Jesus left us with, that we would not only make disciples, but that we would teach disciples. If you listen to those three things that I have talked to you about in this episode, and you say, wow, Matt, I'm... I'm not doing very well as a, as a disciple. I I feel a little more like Steve Harvey now than I did at the beginning. <laughs> Don't feel alone. You've got plenty of company, myself included. But instead of burying our heads in shame and feeling bad about ourselves, how about we take this word as it's a, as a swift kick in the backside and we say, you know what? This is truth. This is the truth of God's word. And I, I hear it and I receive it. And I'm going to take this opportunity to start all over again and to re, recommit myself. I, I hesitate to use that word because commitment is thrown around so, so lightly today. But I, I do think to follow Jesus and to be an authentic follower of Christ, an authentic disciple of Jesus, it's going to take some determination. It's going to take some, uh, some purpose-filled determination on our part that we're going to grow. We're going we're to avail ourselves of all the means of grace and all the opportunities that we have in our in our in our local church in in our time alone with the Lord in his word and in prayer in all of those those means that are available to us to grow it as as a disciple we have to decide that we're going to do it we're going to it's not going to happen do you hear me discipleship doesn't happen spontaneously or accidentally it happens because we submit ourselves to it the disciples that followed Jesus throughout the Gospels did so because they, they decided to follow Jesus. So rather than bury our heads in, in shame and feel bad about it, how about we just say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to determine again, afresh and anew, that I am going to, to grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm going to recommit myself to being a fully surrendered disciple of Jesus. That's my hope and my aim for all of us. And as we yield ourselves to the master's hands, he'll, he'll begin to shape us into the men and women he's calling us to be. That, that should be exciting to us to know that whatever struggles we've had before, as we've tried to follow Jesus, all of those things... That's the wonderful thing about Jesus. The wonderful thing about following him is that his grace is new every morning. He lets us start over again. 
over and over and over again. So as we close, here's my challenge for you. If the Lord has used his word today to challenge you, I want you to take a moment as I close this episode with a word of prayer, and I I want you to talk to the Lord about where you're at personally as his disciple. I want you to ask him to help you take your next step in your discipleship journey. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we, we just want to pause in your presence. Lord, when we, we read in your word, Jesus, and we see how you describe discipleship, and we stop and evaluate ourselves and where we're at, we, we can identify a little bit with Steve Harvey, but Lord, help us not to stay there. Help us not to stay in that place where we are willing to just stay at a two out of ten and to admit that we're undeveloped and that we we haven't and aren't growing in our discipleship. Help us to hear the truth of your word. Holy Spirit, would you speak to our hearts even now and would you renew in us a determination to be fully surrendered, obedient, mission-minded disciples of Jesus. And we ask this in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week and on In the Master's Workshop. I pray that this time will help you thrive in your walk with Jesus. Join me next week as we continue to allow the Master to make us into stronger disciples. New episodes, Lord willing, will drop every Thursday. God bless you, and may the Lamb of God be glorified through us, His people.